Hey guys, what's up? What's up, Guan? Welcome back. It's your girl, Gabrielle Lindsay, and welcome back to another episode of Remembering Those Minutes. Yes, it's that time again where we can just, you know, yeah, drop all of the formalities and we can just vibe and just, you know enjoy each other's company while talking about things that you know affect us this is our safe space this is my safe space and i'm just you know checking in you know big up to those who have been with me from day one and for those who are new here welcome this is where we vibe vibe in the truest way possible the most unfiltered way possible and we can be transparent with each other because we need each other we need to know that there's somebody there who can empathize or relate with us because no matter what we may think no man is an island we cannot do this thing called life without each other we all have similar experiences and we need to know that there's somebody out there who can definitely relate to us so go grab what you need to grab and we're going to be on here for a while we're gonna talk and i will jump into today's topic after this okay before i go any further guys i must use this opportunity to give a big shout out to our sponsor for today's episode big hand edits that's b-i-g-h-a-n-e-d-i-t so when it comes on to giving quality video edits and quality audio editing this is your to go to thank you so much for sponsoring us once more and for those who are interested in checking out his content he is available on youtube his handle on youtube is big han that's b-i-g-h-a-n and for those who are on instagram and would love to, to check him out on instagram his name is big hand edits one word b-i-g-a-j-n-e-d-i to the t to the s all right guys so go check him out remember like subscribe to his channel and remember to follow and share his work on instagram thank you so much and yeah let's jump into the episode all right so yes guys <laughs> we back uh, yes all right so for today I just wanted to sit down and talk about this taboo topic which to be honest I have been struggling with this and I know that a lot of other persons have been struggling with it but not everybody wants to talk about it so I will be venturing right and hopefully this can help somebody you know along the way so today we're going to be talking about the struggle with shame yes shame that's something that i have been struggling with in the past that's something i'm struggling with now and i think because of how loaded this topic is this may have to be part one of you know couple series of <laughs> struggling with shame so for today's episode 
let's just say this is called welcome to part one of the struggle with shame no i don't know who whether you are a believer or not whether you are male or female whether you are girl or boy who don't struggle with shame that's something that i have been struggling with for so long because nobody (laughs) wants to be the one to admit that hey you know um i did so and so and i made this decision and as a result of that things did not go the way i wanted to or you don't want to be the one who everybody is pointing fingers at to say oh you know this person did so and so that's shame 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 will paralyze you like i don't i'm not talking about you did something and somebody embarrassed you and you feel so ashamed no i'm talking about shame that comes with just that struggle of knowing that oh my god this person is going to see me like this and you know oh my god i embarrassed my family or i embarrassed myself or i embarrassed my spouse or i embarrassed you know my whoever that's the type of shame we're talking about today yeah shame is that word that everybody should be familiar with whether you are young whether you're old whether you are a teenager in between everybody has experienced shame right uh where should i start I must admit, like I've been saying, I do struggle with shame. Shame from things that were done to me at an early age. Shame from my sins, past and present. No, I'm so sorry for the self-righteous ones who are here, who has never sinned, who has never erred, who has never made a mistake. I'm just going to say, this may not be for you because... I have messed up I've made mistakes I have sinned yes I have sinned I'm not proud of it but I have fallen I have been embarrassed I have been to ground zero but the beauty about it is you acknowledge that you mess up you acknowledge that you're at a point in your life where you feel like oh my god i cannot come back from it but once you have life and once you have the drive and the the spirit of getting up and moving forward that is all that matters so yeah i've experienced shame from sins of the past and the present you know shame from things that i didn't know that i should have done and i didn't do and long story short shame is just that powerful emotion you know it has the power to strip you of all hope make us believe that our sins and our mistakes are too great to be forgiven and it's something that's always often replayed over and over and over and over again and you convince yourself that gosh i'm so far gone i'm too far gone god can never love me people can never love me nobody will love me because i'm this wretched filthy 
person and it can lead you in great despair you wonder whether or not you know friends may ever look at you the same way again or you know god may never want you ever again you know it's just crazy how shame is almost this parasite that just latches onto you and the more it presents itself it makes you want to believe that all of what you have been convincing yourself of is true it's not true right shame can make you walk into a room and assume that everybody is talking about you (laughs) i've been there done that worn the shirt to give it to charity yeah shame shame doesn't play shame causes us to be disgusted with ourselves it just messes you up it just messes with your mind it just play with your mind it just makes you feel horrible and for those who have been listening from day one one of the reasons i have been struggling with my podcast right because you know my podcast is my baby I never thought that I would have this forum because I was ashamed and I felt shame. Yeah, I felt shame because I did not want others to know that this was happening to me. You know what I have learned? Shame, just like sin, thrives in secrecy so because of shame we will put on a mask according to what my mother would always say you will wear a hat you will wear five hats and five masks for different occasions rather than being truthful or transparent with what's going on growing up i was a product of shame I would say because I knew that I was living in an abusive home it was shameful it was shameful nobody wants to know that you were being abused verbally or you know you were being abused um, and it took a toll on your mind you know you're going through mental and psychological stresses which boils over to your physical your spiritual nobody you don't want anybody to know that okay you're a child of god and you're following jesus and you're living a life or trying to live a life that's pleasing to him and yet still you're struggling with depression you don't want anybody to know that you're going to primary school and your mother can't afford to give you lunch money you don't want people to know that you can't be in the latest brands because you not have it like that all of that is you know shame and you put on a facade and that's what shame does it makes you put on a facade like all is well when in truth it's not and i strongly believe that that's one of the things that nobody tells you about how to deal with shame and how you can heal from shame because I realized that there is no level of transparency when it comes down to shame and there's no level of being naked or vulnerable 
because as soon as you become vulnerable and you confide in somebody you get hurt and you are being labeled as somebody who oh my god you know gabriel is struggling and it's like okay i come to you i'm in this situation i come to you and i'm trying to be truthful enough to tell you what's going on and instead of helping me with my shame i feel worse for opening up to you i feel worse for being naked and that's why i believe even for myself why i've run away for so long even in my walk with god and you know it's really ballsy to say this but never thought the things then because i'm being truthful you have a lot of young people and i realized too that it's not being like emphasized in the church because i have experienced this for myself you have a lot of young persons who are struggling with something and yes we will mess up yes we will make mistakes yes we will miss the mark but what do you do when you miss the mark you have to try to get up again right you're not going to stay in your shame and wallow in it and be depressed and distressed you're gonna try to move past it but sometimes the medium is not there for you to move past the shame is it there is nobody there for you to talk to to help you to get back up and that's why instead of going to God or confronting shame we run away I know for the longest while I've been reading and everybody should know the story of Adam and Eve Adam and Eve in the garden living their best life all nude all naked and they were not ashamed right they could have everything and anything they want but they were instructed not to take from one particular tree but because we know how the serpent is you know yeah twisting god words and saying but even we can take a bite from the fruits in our cars and she did and you know what was funny of my years of reading that particular story i never looked at shame the way that i did no it said that after she ate the fruit and she gave it to her husband her eyes and her husband's eyes were open they saw that they were naked and they were ashamed so they sewed fig leaves together right they covered their bodies because them shame now them sister them naked they knew that they did something wrong and the first instinct that you're going to do is run away because in our minds because we don't convince for ourselves say oh my god this is too much god can't love me no more god will never want me no more gosh i'm too far gone and what your mind does and what the enemy does is he magnifies what you have done to say yes girl you mess up yes girl yeah yeah you dig your own grave God can't forgive you. The same God that says there's nothing too far gone for you to do. I will forgive you if you come to me and you repent and you do your best to not do it again. And you try to live your life the best way how according to the will that I have for you. Right? These were the same persons who knew who God was. Knew that he was a loving God. 
all you have to do is just go to him and just say, God, I messed up. I did this. You know, he will forgive. The big thing that jumped out to me was the fact that you can imagine you're saying you messed up. You made a mistake. You go hide, you know. We are the first ones to run away from God. But in that shame, what really stood out for me was the fact that even in the shame, we were the ones who ran away. God been running us down. He's been chasing after us. So when I got that big bulb go off in my brain now, that bruh, you can imagine you do something and you're there killing yourself running away from God when the time that we are taking to run away from God and run away from all of that that's when we should stop and run to him because he's readily readily available readily there to hear what we have to say rather than beating ourselves up and you know reliving the shame and just beating ourselves down and that was really powerful for me because I never looked at it like that and the million of million and one times that I've heard that story it never occurred to me that though people may make you feel bad for experiencing something and you feel the shame instead of isolating yeah that was just a point that you know stood out to me I mean I said bruh can you imagine all along instead of running away we should just run to him because I always think about this and he knows that we're going to mess up he knows that we're going to make mistakes he knows that we're going to do some dumb thing that we probably may or may not regret but provision has been already made but it's because of how we are as humans some of us myself included when we don't convince ourselves of certain things <laughs> it will take a miracle for us to like you know convince ourselves otherwise i just thought that was something to note if ever you hear that story again it may change your perception of what shame does and how it can twist the little things and amplify the little things to make you feel even worse about yourself and the situation shame is not something that you like to feel it's not a good feeling at all and like I said yeah so I'm sorry but you know we just have to say the truth and let the truth set us free but for myself you know I wish I could say that my slate is clean and I never experienced shame and I have no regrets and I've never had sin well that's not the case for me because every day is a struggle but we thrive to be better we thrive to be better and I strongly believe that a lot of us and a lot of persons try to like hide shame or hide things that we have done because we don't want to deal with shame but like i've been saying at the beginning of this i believe that until we can be honest enough with ourselves not that i'm saying that we should just go out there and just tell everybody everything you know I believe that we should have somebody 
who we can you know depend on to be or accountability person for us that person where we can just be vulnerable be naked be transparent with with them to say that hey mommy made five dumplings you know and i took one and i feel ashamed because i'm a thief right instead of you know hearing what i have to say and you know run with it and say oh get me a thief and whatever tell me yes well i've acknowledged that yes i did this but tell me what are the steps that i can take to move past that to be a better person so that if i'm in the same or anything similar i can now be proactive and do this or know how to not do this in order to get the same outcome right for most of my life bro I have found myself looking for solutions to cover up my inner pain and that I was experiencing but unfortunately in my attempts to self-medicate which is wrong do not self-medicate guys because <laughs> it's not gonna work it's not gonna work when you convince yourself of things that aren't even true it causes more harm than good I made things worse like I said and I fed this shame monster because <laughs> when we experience shame you know it's like you are highlighting highlighting you are regurgitating and you're making it bigger bigger worse than what it is it's like you believing a lie for days until it turn into weeks until the weeks turn into months until the months turns into years and it's sad but true there are things that I believed for years that weren't even the truth over time the monster grew bigger and it grew stronger and it became untamable it affected my emotions it affected my thoughts it affected my behaviors it affected how i relate to people right it it was just overwhelming to be honest it was overwhelming and shame became my best friend it became my best friend it's like that friend that just show up and never leaves never goes away never stop talking it's just just like that ay, ay, ay. <laughs> and i'm talking i'm not talking about little shames and i you know like i've been saying you've made decisions you have had regrets and something that plays on your psyche over and over again to the point where it affects your sleep it affects your behaviors it affects your emotions it affects your attitudes your your perspective to things to people it just messes you up <laughs> and it makes you exhausting it makes you tired it makes you tired you know and nobody wants to admit shame there are certain things that I did in primary school in high school in my adult years and it plays on my psyche even now I have to be reminding myself and sometimes it's good to say things out loud so that you can you know counteract these negative thoughts these shameful thoughts and to reassure yourself with the truth 
for example for those who have been listening from the jump you know that I had experienced abuse from an early age emotional physical psychological abuse home was not the place where you were happy and as a result of that it's so distasteful at the time it seemed so distasteful to admit that yeah we're going through this situation because of the the chatter and the backlash you'd get if you had come out to say you know we have been enduring years of abuse and I remember how bad it was to a point where because we couldn't bother with the, the embarrassment I guess of it I was told not to say anything and that's when you accepted that okay abuse is right don't say anything if you say anything you're just going to make it worse when in truth that's not it because the more you stayed in it it's the more you hurt when you could have confided in somebody that could have helped you to cope one way or the other i remember in primary school like i've been saying you know some of us weren't born with a silver spoon in our mouths some never have no gold spoon me never have a wooden spoon and i surely didn't have a plastic spoon honey whatever we wanted in life we learned from an early age that we should work for it and the only way out of this life style because we never have it never no kind of we never have it is getting an education because school and church and family was important to my 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 mother to me so you know that's what you know whenever of it there were times when i never got what i wanted but i got what i needed there are times when I couldn't afford, we couldn't afford the brand name stuff to go to school. And I remember this particular example. And it still dwells with me because I see that it's something that I carried throughout my life. There were days when mommy couldn't afford to give me lunch money. And my friends, they had their money and they had their snack money. When my mother gave me my fear, she said, look don't lose this because if you lose it you can't go home i used to keep my my fear in my socks in my shoes honey because if i lose my fear we were taught that you know if you lose your fear the taxi man them are gonna ask you for something that you can't give them so ensure you have your money sis right i've i never forgot when my mother wasn't able to give me lunch so she would always go to my um my teacher and she would credit the lunch for me and when my mommy told me that Gabby you know I spoke to your teacher and you should just go into the line and go get your lunch shame brings out a lot of other emotions like pride 
and that's something too that I struggle with. I don't like obligation. I don't like to be obligated. I guess because over the years persons have taken advantage of me. I just don't like it. And I never forget as young as I was, my classmates they would brag about their parents giving them money and they would ridicule you of being poor and you would feel so embarrassed you'd feel ashamed they would make you feel sad and you know how children are children are vicious <laughs> if children bully you you know get vicious because they can take it throughout their entire lives and i felt so bad and i was so embarrassed when i saw other people going in for their lunch and i was at the back of the line you know Sometimes I go and I would take the lunch and I'd feel so embarrassed because you have that one person saying, Oh, free food, you know, Gabby not have no money. And I would take that with me and I would feel so bad. And when I go home, I would tell mommy. And there are times when I would have the intention to go and call it my lunch, but I didn't because I felt bad, you know, just rough it out like a G. Because I didn't want that stigma that we were poor to, you know, travel through my days of primary school with me. There were times when for days on end, Monday to Friday, night and day, my father would be cursing non-stop. You know, telling me how I wouldn't come out to nothing, telling me how distasteful we are and just negative negative stuff and that plays on the psyche because you start living that and there were days when mother couldn't um, find the money there were days when I had to go to school and I didn't have the material to go to school there were days when I have to go to school I remember this one particular time <laughs> We wore black shoes to my primary school and my mother got a pair of brown shoes. I never forget. It was a ugly shoes, a ugly boot. And she polished it black for me to wear. And I went to school and I was playing and the polish started to strip. So the real shoe color started to come through as a brown. And I had some friends who made made a scene because my shoe was, <laughs> was brown and black and the remarks that were made still up to this day makes me somewhat queasy because from then you know you're being mocked for being poor and oh you're putting on a facade and you don't have it and the shame that came with it the shame that came with that was so great to the point where you start believing things like because I'm from a certain home I'll never make it because you can't afford it you'll never make it because you are not able to afford this you'll never make it and for a long time in primary school that traveled with me through high school another instance in high school was I remember I was in sixth form and it was a rough it was a rough period in my life couldn't afford the school fees but I went to school anyway couldn't afford to get a uniform there were days when I had one uniform and I came home and I washed it 
wash it for those who know the struggles wash the uniform use a towel to wring it dry well half dry let it blow out and then i'd put it behind the refrigerator so the heat could go through it and then i would iron it and go to school like nothing and i remember in one particular class i was sharing material with one of my friends because i did not have the book so two of three of us were sharing the one book and my teacher at the time saw that and she went to the front of the class and she embarrassed me miss lindsay do you have the material and i said no i did not because in truth mother couldn't afford it i couldn't afford it it was rough and she made a spectacle out of me and she made some very unkind remarks and I remember one of them said that I would never pass her class basically wasting my time in her class because of the fact that I can't afford the material makes no sense I'm wasting my time in her class and I was so embarrassed because I was painted as can be poor you can't even afford to buy a book and she basically labeled me and I felt so embarrassed I felt so ashamed I felt as though I was not enough I felt as though I could not keep up I felt as though I was wasting my time I felt as though I was going to fail and that played on my psyche for the time that I was in her class and I'm telling you shame is not for the faint of heart it will make you feel so bad and I'm not talking about the type of or the kind of shame that is just like binging on a movie for hours. I'm talking about the, the shame that like paralyzes you, you know, the shame that reminds you over and over that you have failed. You're a failure. You're not good enough. You're not going to make it. And I think that's what I've, I've been struggling with for so long that big failure gabby you fail gabby you're going to fail because this is your reality side note i did not fail her course i actually passed her course and that same teacher that told me that i was going to fail she didn't come back the following semester so i was a new teacher and even then with not having the material like others who could afford it i used that shame as a stepping stone to prove her wrong and to prove to myself that I don't have to be a victim of that shame. Now that's something that I thrive to do that way that I process that shame instead of using it to beat myself up I want to use that as a driving force to prove to myself that whatever they're telling me they're all lies because there's nothing that's impossible with man everything is impossible but with god all things are possible and that's what i had to feed myself in order to pass <sighs> shame is no joke it's complete it's related to whatever even the simplest of things like a broken relationship you know for persons who go through divorce who go through a bad habit things that are taboo for example people who struggle with substance abuse or abuse in any way sexually financially verbally economically persons who failed at a career or made a sinful decision like pornography masturbation things like that and you see because these things are things that we battle 
in secrecy it eats you up and it causes so many unwanted things like stress and depression but that's for part two guys we're just chopping part one as we go because i don't think i can talk about shame in its entirety in just one episode this definitely needs a part two so yeah shame not have no mercy it's like a cutthroat kind of thing it's not for the faint of heart and i realize that you have to be so guarded mentally in order to combat shame I was talking to my mother about this and she said sometimes when shame comes and it makes you believe that you're a failure, you're not good enough, it makes you believe you are so far gone in your sin, God can't love you, your your husband can't love you, your girlfriend can't love you, your wife can't love you. You have to tell yourself based on the truth that no, you are wrong. You know, you have to literally speak over yourself, speak over your life and rid yourself of shame because shame coming like something that's eating you from the inside out and until you can be true to yourself and say for example if i know that i'm struggling with an addiction like porn or masturbation you must can find somebody who is trustworthy somebody that can relate somebody that will help you pray somebody that can give you practical and active advice in getting better if i can say to that person this is what i'm struggling with that's good because shame don't want to admit that you're wrong shame want you to just sit down there and just uh, fall inside out and be miserable but once you can openly admit and say yes i did this i messed up that's what shame hates when you are transparent i again believe that there's no level of transparency nowadays people don't want to admit that yeah i say yeah i'm struggling with masturbation yeah i'm struggling with pornography yeah i'm struggling with substance abuse yeah i'm in an abusive relationship yeah i've been scorned yeah i've been ridiculed yeah i've been this and i've been that nobody wants to seem like they don't have their lives together everybody wants to be that well put together person but me me knows i'm a struggle I know that I have struggled, I've been struggling, and if I'm not careful, if I don't say to myself, hey, I have to set myself free, shame will kill me in silence because it thrives in secrecy. Yeah, it's like this blood sucking leech. It just all on pan you and it just sucks you dry of all things that you could be doing. You could be doing something. Well, here you are, affixed on the shame. It just tears you apart. It tears you apart. Like I've said, shame not have no mercy. It not give grace. It does not. It finds the weak and it finds the wounded. It finds your weakness and it latches onto you and it sucks you dry. It attaches itself to that woman, that woman who have insecurity issues, who can't get pregnant, who can't get married. It attaches to that person who got fired from their job, who can't hold on a nine to five, who try but ultimately fails. It latches on to that troubled child who can't seem to make sense to anybody. And once there's a loophole, that's what it wants. It just creeps in and it just affixes and it just thrives there. And some of us, you know, knowingly and unknowingly, 
just makes shame keeps on living it just keeps on living in us through us it's like it has taken on this what you call it in school where we are taught symbiotic relationships you know the parasitic relationship yeah that that parasitic relationship that's what shame does to us it latches onto us and it kills the host. The parasite latches onto the host and it kills the host. I'm not benefiting. Shame is the only one who seems to be benefiting from all of that shenanigans. You know? Like I said, it latches onto the wayward child. It latches onto the person who has an addiction. It latches on to the person who has a painful past. And nobody don't want to talk about past things their painful past nobody don't want to talk about that thing that they have pushed aside shame has no concern for destruction it leaves behind it no care it do its thing and that's that but there is hope though and i'm just giving you this little excerpt of encouragement as i close this episode there's hope so be encouraged and i'm not just saying that because it's cliche but because it's true you know we have we have freedom from shame we have freedom from shame we will further discuss that in the episodes to come and i will share my experiences that i've had with shame in depth because Yeah, this episode can't hold everything, so we will get there. I will share with you how I've encountered shame, what it has done for me, what it did to me, how it affected my relationships, and acknowledge when we're wrong, ask for forgiveness, and just take it one step at a time because nobody's perfect. Let me say, nobody's not perfect. Life is going to be rough. We are going to fall. We are going to make mistakes. But it's not for us to dwell on it. It's for us to use these as a stepping stone to be better. Right? So with that said, my lovelies, it was really great talking to you guys. And I will see you in part two for Shameful series. It's your host, the, the fabulous Gabrielle Lindsay. We will talk another time. Keep safe. Love you guys. Bye.